Welcome to Adderall and Green Juice. I'm Ashley Diana. I'm Alex King. He's a marketing expert, tech nerd, and can fix just about anything. She's a lifestyle blogger, health and wellness expert, and a success coach for women. These are unapologetic, unfiltered, adult-only conversations about making money, getting healthier, feeling sexier, and being happier. Do you believe it's possible to have fulfillment in every area of your life? We do, and in this show, we're going to show you how. Welcome to Adderall and Green Juice. I have a super special guest here, my brother, Austin. Welcome. Thanks for the introduction, sis. (laughs) So my brother is here for the holidays. And to be honest, this wasn't my idea. It was actually Alex's idea. He's not not you being here, but the podcast. podcast. I I needed to, I had some ideas for podcast and I was going to record them today. And Alex goes, why don't you talk to your brother on a podcast? And I said, that's a fantastic idea, of course. Yeah. So we just thought it'd be fun to do a podcast. Have a conversation and <laughs> ask each other a few questions about our life and childhood and yeah. and that's really it. Yeah. It's kind of cool because we're not Austin still lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's on the East Coast. Yeah, he's on the East Coast and he's my younger brother, either even though he looks like he's my older brother. People mm-hmm. always think you're my older brother. Yeah, they do. But you're know. you'll be thirty in two months from yesterday. That is crazy. Yeah, you yeah. still. I feel. I still feel like you're seven. Oh, well, that's and, nice. I, and I mean that in a great way. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I feel like I just remember when you were like seven, and you seemed like I don't know. It's just weird to think that you're like we'll be thirty. Yeah, but know. you know it's weirder that you'll be 30 yeah four. Don't say that. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's okay. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, well, you have to be. I have to be. I have no other option. But it's a privileged age. How so? Because some people don't get to. All right. You know what I mean? That's true. A a hair client told me that one time. Okay. She's a nurse. Yes, she's a nurse. And she said that she she met a young girl who that was like 23 and passed away i guess she was in the hospital or something yeah. but um long story short she basically said after that happened i realized like why am i always so worried about what i look and getting older and yeah. this and that she goes because i've actually been able to age yeah and it's like a blessing now it's like oh my god no, that's yeah. so true it's so true so I but it is interesting that. sometimes to think i thought recently um like a couple weeks ago i thought wow 34 because to me it's like 20, 21, 22, it's like, oh, I'm in my early 20s. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, 24, 25, 26 is like mid-20s. And then yeah. the other ones, it's like your late 20s. So for me, it's like 34. It's like, whoa, I'm not in my early 30s anymore. It's like my mid-30s. Yeah. It's just an interesting thought. Oh, no. Me and my friends have been talking about it as we've gotten closer to 30. It's just happened. We haven't been freaking out about it, but it's definitely something we've thought, thought about out loud. You just reflect. Yeah. It's a it's a moment of reflection. So I, I seriously just had that really recently where I was like, wow, 34 that is interesting. I thought, well, I have, mm. you know, six and a half years until I'm 40. 
Yeah. I want to make some big stuff happen. Yeah. So that's all. It's just a not not upset about it. It's just a big moment of reflection. Yeah, I definitely remember the day before I turned twenty, thinking, "Wow, okay, this is an interesting moment. My teenage years in my entire life are over in about twelve hours." So when people make movies and make art and make anything that resembles the you know, golden age of like your life in mm-hmm. some way when you come to be like this newer, mm-hmm. more mature and young adult version of yourself. I was like, oh, an age is just a number, but this number that everyone does adhere to and talk about and affects us is ending tomorrow. And I remember that. Yes. And that was a very close moment. That doesn't seem that long ago. I was sitting in the North Carolina State University parking deck coming from the library nc state yeah for real that is where i went to undergraduate education (laughs) and i remember coming from the library sitting in parking deck and listening to a song on youtube that i had open on my computer because i didn't have a smartphone or an iphone or anything yet i was a late bloomer in that capacity I kept the Nokia going really <laughs> strong until about 2014. Which they're coming back, by the way. Yeah, I know. I should have never gotten rid of it. <laughs> it's interesting to be doing a podcast, given that I've listened to podcasts such as Joe Rogan Experience since I was in college. About a year before, I had that memory that I just recounted about turning 20. Wow. Well, yeah, you're. It's so. The the interesting thing about Austin is that basically. <laughs> everything that I do basically started because of Austin. (laughs) Truthfully, like when you're saying that about the podcast is what reminded me because you're the first person I ever heard that was like, I listened to a podcast and it was Joe Rogan. And I was like, podcasts, it's, it, and and that was like you said, it was a long time ago. That was 10, 10 years ago. Uh, He started his podcast in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thing. I remember laying in bed as a little kid like listening to this is actually I mean this is actually who it was they're still around though I think they've been through a few iterations but it was Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew oh Dr. They, Drew had one of the first yeah, yeah like radio but this was actually like on FM radio okay and I remember just at sometimes like we didn't have TVs in the room growing up so I had a radio and sometimes going to sleep after I'd just turned the lights off and I'd put on I don't even remember what the station was because I had to use like a dial. So it was just like, I didn't want to listen to music at night and listening to them talk was was somewhat soothing. And it was somewhat interesting to me being like, you know, I don't, I mean, I was probably 10 or 11 when it first, I remember it, but I probably did it for a couple of years before, like, you know, even the first I, whatever it's called, I forget the name of it. But the iPod, iPod. it was like before the the iPod came out. So yeah, it was like during that interim period. And that was the first time I ever listened to anything that resembled a podcast. And then I remember that. And then I remember Howard Stern had like his. Yeah. Mom wouldn't let us listen to that. That's true. But I do remember that existing for sure. Well, that's the first thing I can think of, of like people having like their own radio show, like on Sirius. And now people have gone to like actual podcasts. Anyway, it's really interesting. So you were the first person I remember like. (laughs) I do remember those ones you're talking about, but like listening actively to like one person's podcast. So like Joe Rogan. For sure. It was Joe Rogan. Yeah. And then, so me being, Austin was also the first person to introduce me to a green smoothie. True statement. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Austin started working at Whole Foods. So the whole reason that I have a healthy lifestyle (laughs) is because of this, this guy. Yeah. Truthfully. 
No, yeah. we we grew up like we had a big, huge garden. Like we yeah. never bought vegetables. We had yeah. all of them at our house. But I never. We just, I don't know, we never made, my dad drank carrot juice. Yeah, he did make carrot juice, and we had like a little citrus juicer. Yeah, that but was, as far as elaborate yeah, and we didn't, mixing we vegetables together. We didn't have together. a Vitamix or anything. No. So yeah. Austin started working at Whole Foods, and then yeah. you mentioned a Vitamix to me, and you can make like a green smoothie. And I was like, okay, well, I got to get one of these Vitamix things. And I was like, putting spinach in a smoothie sounds disgusting, um, but I'll, but sure, I'll try it if right. if you say it's that great and it tastes yeah, good. I'll get it because I was thinking I probably should start eating healthier, and this was like in my yeah. early twenties. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I get the Vitamix that you recommended, yeah. which I still have. Right, is still the same yeah. Vitamix. They're the best. Yeah, um, they have like their their original warranty probably still hasn't. It'll about to be run out because I got those in 2011, 2012. No, like so, a ten year warranty. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so it'll probably break right after that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but they have good customer service. That company. They usually replace things. Anytime I've sent stuff, th- something yeah. that's out of warranty, they still replace it. So anyways, that's yeah. a plug for Vitamix that's unpaid. Yes. But they are good quality equipment. So go pick one up. They're the best. Yeah. So I got the Vitamix and Austin told me, I was like, well, what should I put in my first green smoothie? Yeah. And it sounds so funny, so funny even to say this because I was like, a green smoothie, this is so weird. And I remember I did, I remember the first smoothie. And it's yeah. funny now because I have it on my blog and I call it, um, Ashley's basic bitch green smoothie. <laughs> okay, good. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just the basics well, and everybody likes that's it. that's all you need. And, is it, and it's, it's liked all, all around. What is no it? No one's going to dislike it. Apple juice. Okay. Um, one apple, a banana. All right. Spinach, flaxseed. I think I put a pear in it. I can't remember now. I actually yeah. haven't made it in a while because now I add a lot, right. you know, uh, I'm really into berry smoothies at the moment. Yes, berry smoothies. But are it's very uh, good. yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not what it is. It's apple juice, orange, apple, banana. It's orange apple banana, not pear. Okay. Orange apple banana, spinach, okay. flaxseed, and okay. that's it. Well, there you go. Just blend it all in with a little bit of ice. A little bit of ice. Okay. And you're, it's awesome. You're an ice person in smoothies, or you like frozen fruit? What's well, the... if I have frozen fruit, I don't do ice. If I don't, so I like it to be, I like it to be cold. I don't like a warm smoothie. Mm, yeah. I know some people make like their fruit and, bl- yeah. but to me, I'm like, no, I like it to be chilled and it gives it like a little bit of a frothy kind yeah. of freezy taste. Yeah. And I like them a certain consistency. Yeah. For all the listeners out there, this is a hot topic in the <laughs> plant eater community, whether you should make your smoothies with frozen fruit or with fresh fruit with ice. Is it a preference or are there added benefits? The, de- uh, the debate I mean, rages I've seen, on. I've seen people debate on this and I want to be like, there's actually a lot more to debate on yeah. than should my fruit be fresh, frozen or ice or no ice. I'm like, get the nutrients uh, and the veggies and the fruits into your body. Yeah. Get them now, in. the good thing that you want to do, and th- this isn't supposed to be a health podcast, <laughs> but it may turn into that. Yeah. No. But um, you want to chew your smoothies. Yes. You don't want to, and same thing with juices. Yeah. You want the new, because the first step of digestion is, is your chompers. Isn't it mastication? Is that what it's called? Probably. Ma- I think it's in your mouth, your your yes. tongue, and your, like, they'll sell, anyway, you absorb <laughs> whatever, whatever the hell it is. It absorbs all your nutrients yes. and vitamins first. So a lot of times people don't get the benefits from their smoothies and their juices if you're just swallowing them super quickly. And that's how people can gain weight from smoothies or yeah. like, cause if we're doing super high fruit smoothies oh, yeah. or lots of fruit juices, even oh, if they're yeah. fresh juices, but you're just swallowing them and they're just immediately going into your stomach yeah. and your bloodstream, you're bypassing your mouth. So you're yes. bypassing your mouth, soaking up all those nutrients and you're just getting like this 
uh, spike in your blood sugar. Yeah. Anyway, so just FYI, smoothie and juicy, juicy. Moral of the story, <laughs> don't bypass your mouth. Yes. Your mouth is very important. Not yes. only, even if you're not chewing, I literally hold juices in my mouth and kind of swish them around mm. for a second. Like green juices, just a little bit. Let my mouth soak up the nutrients and then. Yeah. And then you swallow it. And then just swallow after it. You, just after you there. soak up the nutrients, you swallow it. <laughs> Another key hot take from the Green Juice and Adderall podcast. <laughs> the Green Juice and Adderall. So, Adderall and Green Juice, sorry. By the way, someone asked me recently, like, why is it Adderall and Green Juice? Because that's not healthy. I'm like, that's not the point. Uh, the point of the name was... It just was, a funny concept. It was a funny name. Yeah. It's also with an A, so it's at the first of a list of podcasts. Okay, okay. A, a yes, instead of Green yes. Juice and Adderall. But, and actually, the reason we, we named it that was because... We were playing Cards Against Humanity one night, and one of the cards was, a healthy breakfast starts with blank and green juice, and I had an Adderall card and threw it down, and we laughed. We all just laughed so hard. It was with my friends in Texas, and I said, that's, it was like three years ago, and I said, that's such a great name for a podcast. Plus, I just on the podcast. What? And here you are on the podcast. Here we are on the podcast. We named it that. So, it's, uh. Like, I get it that Adderall isn't healthy. That's not the point of it. It is, uh, it's just a cute, catchy, fun name. And yes, that's why it's that. But anyway, speaking of green juice, everything that, like, <laughs> tr- truly, like, <laughs> everything, like, in our family starts with Austin. It seems to start with Austin. He tells us, like, the latest and greatest <laughs> things, and then we take it and run with it, it seems yeah, like. That does seem to happen a little bit. Well, you know, I'm trying to think what else. I'm sure I'm out there. I'm sure searching for. The meaning to life, I guess. This I, is true. Austin <laughs> is a major in. Well, I have psych, uh, not psychology. I have a master's degree in philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah, and <clears throat> an undergraduate degree in political science. He's a big thinker, y'all. Yeah, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. It can be good and can be bad, but yeah, it's definitely made me more aware of certain things, and so. Yeah, sometimes I guess I end up looking far and wide for various answers to obscure questions. Mm. Lands on green juice, lands on lands on smoothies, totally something right now floating float Float tank float float tanks. Yeah, that's something I started doing because of Austin. Yeah, and I started doing that not entirely because of Joe Rogan, but definitely Joe Rogan played a part in that. But I actually had a college political theory professor named Anthony Solari. He was one of my favorite professors and he had a float tank at his house and talked about it. And that was actually the very first place I heard about it from being called a sensory deprivation tank. And he was talking about it in class one night. And I just remember thinking, damn, that sounds interesting. Before I had any sort of interest in that kind of I did yeah. work at Whole Foods, so I had somewhat of an interest in like a health. Do you think working at Whole Foods started like opening your mind to like health and just different? Yeah, um, it definitely expanded it. It didn't open it. Okay. No, but it was definitely a a big chunk of progression towards it. Like I definitely, cool. I didn't really know honestly what vegan was in its entirety and that it couldn't be embraced as a lifestyle until working at Whole Foods. Mm. So I hadn't heard of it. Um but I definitely learned about organic foods and the whole idea of natural foods in high school when I was about 15. Yeah. yeah. So. Now that, that, yeah. So guys, even to go back further, when Austin was in, you were, was it middle school? Early, like late middle school, high school? Late. You decided I want to 
be healthier. And- yeah, I was kind of a fat kid growing up. It's been definitely a defining aspect of my psychology, especially in my early life. Mm-hmm. And around the time that I was like 11 or 12, you know, middle you school You were a chunky age, little monkey. I was, yeah, definitely a thing. Had to come to terms with that over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to get in better shape. Um, I also wanted to just be more athletic. I didn't want to be a subpar, like, average level athlete because I had somewhat of an aspiration of playing a sport in college. And so I just had to kind of make the decision earlier that earlier than most guys, maybe who start working out. I remember, I remember you were like, you said one day, like, I want to get in shape and eat healthier and you set your mind to it. It was unbelievable. You started like wrestling, you started eating healthy. But again, that's like probably like the first time there were probably others that were unconscious, Uh, but like that was the first time, like I remember that influenced like our whole family to start yeah, like thinking sure. differently about food. There was a, there wasn't whole foods. We grew up in Charlotte, like outside of Charlotte, Monroe, North Carolina is yeah. where we grew up. But Charlotte did not have a whole foods yet. But around that time they opened a, a store called Earth Fair. Yeah. And it was kind of similar to a, a yeah, whole foods. It's definitely a whole foods of the Southeastern region yeah. of the U S it's that I, I could be wrong, but I believe it started in Florida. So it, only comes up right to about North Carolina, but it, they're in like Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, like around about They're these really parts. good yeah. store. So I, we started going there and of course they had like all kinds of different things. Like they're not yeah. the average things you find at like your conventional grocery store. So right. we started being like, wow, there's all of a sudden these avocados and yeah. people are just buying avocados and eating them. And there's like all these different herbs and seeds and nuts and yeah. um healthy tinctures i don't know it was a much more sensual experience than just going to the local grocery store like like food lion win dixie or food lion which is another kind of like just i think food lions are different all over the country but the ones where we were from were not yeah yeah and it was just it kind of introduced you to the fact that your entire like eating capacity didn't have to be guided by like marketing strategies and like brand names that you could like actually have better food like you didn't be like oh you... everything's not kellogg's yeah, or exactly. Kraft. <laughs> yeah i remember going there for the first times when i was about probably 14 and not realizing any of the brands were there i mean maybe there were literally 10 percent, if not probably honestly less probably like yeah but like i would that was the first thing i realized that like oh there's not brand names here how like what is that going to be like and yeah. then it was disorienting and it just shows you how like deep the just culture of like the space you're in like yeah you're thinking about something as intimate as what you put in and directly in your body and so that was a and people are really unconscious about what they put in your body and something you're putting inside of your body like yeah. not just once a day multiple times a day you have multiple yeah. times a day to choose what am i going to put in my body and most of the time it's just on autopilot you don't think about that maybe there's something better for me or maybe there's different choices. But yeah, yeah, so Earth Fair was a place at Austin because he wanted to get in better shape. And I don't know how that actually came up. I think you and mom and dad probably talked about it. Yeah, this was actually a me and mom thing. I think, yeah. Pat B didn't, he was was on board, but he didn't, he wasn't like leading the charge. Mom actually did. And me and her went to Earth Fair a lot. I remember. Take a Sunday to like go get a lot of food. Um and it was like more of a grocery trip and we stopped eating out for a while. And yeah, cause I was trying to get in better shape for wrestling and cause that was like a very deep passion. And so I just wanted to become like the best version of myself I could at that. And 
yeah, part of that was like incorporating a healthy dietary lifestyle. That's so cool. Well, and then we, I believe we got a couple books there. And that for yeah. me, like the, the first book and that the book's kind of controversial. But now that I look oh, yeah. back at it, it's actually, it actually is the truth. Yeah. It's just that. Anyway, it's called Natural Cures That yeah. They Don't Want You to Know About by Kevin Trudeau. Yeah, it's a Kevin Trudeau book. Which I loved it. Yeah, like, it was definitely, it's a weird thing because I would say that he and my ideologies in the open space might not line up that much, but that book did play a very turning, pivotal role in my life in mm-hmm. terms of opening my mind to maybe different ways of thinking and maybe everything's not what the media tells us about our food yeah and that was the biggest thing for me and knowing that wow i normally take advil for something maybe there's something natural i can take yeah that's kind of an interesting thought so that that was the turning point that was like the first step yeah right i read that book and i was like this is really cool and i just thought he was awesome and and the fact that you could have like any actual like real influence on like the holistic makeup of your body. Like everyone always knows, okay, if you eat healthy, you're healthy. But like that was the first time that I ever even understood that there could be a nuanced approach to it that wasn't within like a medicalized framework, Mm -hmm. which is, I like medicalized frameworks in the right setting, but like just knowing that you could do certain little things to like boost certain parts of your health. Yeah. So it was, it was really neat. eye-opening. I actually think it's really good. I, I would recommend the book. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. So that, that was like the first thing. And then that was all really stemmed from you. And then again, <laughs> the second part was when you told me about green smoothies and then I needed to get a Vitamix to make a green smoothie. And I made the first green smoothie and I was like, well, it's actually pretty good. And I remember starting, I make it, I made it every day. Yeah. And I didn't change anything else about what I was eating. I just, every morning for breakfast, made that green smoothie. Yeah. And then it was probably took me, it was a while because then we moved to Vegas and I started exploring right. more with it. But, but really I, I made that one green smoothie for um a really long time and it was great. But yeah, you totally introduced that. And <laughs> it's the reason I started my blog. And then I found the Dr. Furman book that I loved and, but here's the yeah. thing. It all came from this guy. It all came from Austin. So that's pretty cool. Pretty neat. It's it's so interesting like to think. Things come around. They come around, but also it just shows you that everybody in the world, one little thought, one something that you do can influence someone's whole life and it can impact the whole rest of the world. Yeah. You don't I mean, people think maybe they go through their lives being significant, insignificant, right. and it's like one little thing can change the course for anyone, yourself yeah. and other people. Like you just sometimes don't know. And I think yeah. that's a really interesting thing because even if you think, well, I've maybe only impacted one person today. Well, that one thing could be everything for that person. And yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's a cool thing to think about for yes, you listening. Is. Yeah. I mean, everything is definitely connected. Everything's connected. Everything's energy. Like if one thing wouldn't have happened, the rest of the world wouldn't be the same because yeah. every single thing in the whole world is connected. I mean, yeah. I think about even coming from you, like people that read my blog and like someone messaged me um, yesterday and said, I've been following your blog for years. And I like, I've just seen your consistency with like your your healthy lifestyle and your smoothies and all that. And I finally decided to um, go plant-based. Okay. It's just interesting because yeah. but if you think how, where did that come from? Like, great. Okay. They saw a smoothie. It was like, no, but if you go back even further, oh, it yeah. went back to when you were in middle school. Yeah. I mean, everything 
Everything is connected. And you may not have that may you may not have gone on that health journey. I may not have, you know, learned about smoothies. I may not have started a blog if you hadn't been overweight when you were little. Yeah. And look at the impact it's made, like on so not, not just because of me, other people around you. It's oh, not yeah. just me that have gotten healthy. Everyone yeah, in our sure. around you has started thinking differently about yeah. their health. And so, anyway, my point is, I want also to start a blog. <laughs> yes. No, I actually have told you that for a yes, while. You, you should have. do. I said he should do like a juicing, like the juice ninja. Yeah. Or I've he, definitely or podcast. kind of like semi quasily toyed around with it on Facebook back in like the early good days of Facebook. I would say back before our parents' generation no hate towards them, but Facebook was way better before parents got on, so to speak. <laughs> and I don't mean parents of our generation. I mean like our parents. Um, before then, a lot of ways that people shared like longer forms of information was on the notes section. Yeah. And so actually back all the way from like 2009, you, you maybe I, I there's like 30 something like note posts that are like really long, like either like kind of mishmashes of papers I've written for like classes, uh, creative writing things. Um, also like little mini blogs of like raw diet. I did for a couple weeks one time, like a juice cleanse, uh, different things. So like I, I always felt like I was in that space, but yeah, but it was a little bit before the same things started to, I guess, like become more widespread. See, you're always ahead of the curve. <laughs> now I need to start yeah, a podcast. Yeah, for better and for worse. Yeah, it was, yeah, so. It's cool. It's really cool. So I had written up a few questions just to kind of like ask Austin while we're here. Let me find them. Yes, I'm in the hot seat. He's in the hot seat. So first question okay. is we're changing subjects a little bit yeah, just to kind of go, well, sort of, we got off on a health thing and now I'm going to ask me a few thing. questions and yeah. take us back. I'm going to answer as intuitively as I can. How so. do you remember, how do you remember life growing up? Mm, I remember a lot of times having to, huh, what did I, what did I, what, how do I remember life growing up? Um, Related to anything. Yeah, no, I'm or, trying to think about yeah. it. Like what? There's so many ways I could probably answer it. Um, I probably, in the most formative sense, remember being a little brother. Like not in a baby sense, but just like I remember being the younger child. Mm -hmm. Like if I think about growing up, I remember going to dance recitals and like going after you in school mm -hmm. like because mm -hmm. once i came to new salem which was the elementary school that um we went to like ashley had been there for up until like third or fourth Four, grade yeah probably and then so i remember being there as a little kid when like my mom and dad were part of the pta and stuff and then middle school more or less same thing high school more or less the same thing in terms of like there was always a certain uh what's the word like a certain like caricature of what people were going to expect from me mm -hmm. based on you, but also just because it was kind of a smaller community sure. based on like, we went to the same high school that our dad went to high school and our aunt and our mom went to the high school, like the, in, the, the, like, in the city, which is adjacent. District you know, it's like wise. The, yeah. In the same district. So they the teams would like play each other. Yeah, in school. So at least, I remember growing up and feeling a lot like a Hagler and like 
the last one, so to speak, right. in a way. Like, I felt like, okay. Do you feel like there was a lot of pressure? In some ways, yes. That was really the next thing I was going to oh. say. Because I remember, like, feeling like, okay, all of this has, like, come to me. I'm, like, the last one with the name. I'm going to the same elementary school that my grandparents went to when it was a high school. Wow. Um, and then, like, I'm going to the same middle school and high school that my dad went to, that my aunt went to, that, like... You know, when you grow up in a small community, you idealize these like local, yeah. small sort of like sports and cultural icons. Totally. That before you, when you when you've never really left, and not just for vacation, but if you've never really lived anywhere else, you see yourself fitting into this like very structured narrative. And so I remember growing up in a very. It's almost structured like there's like narrative. a local hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a local hierarchy and. And this is a weird thing to kind of like totally articulate, but like there was a wanting of me to ascend to like the top of it just to see what that was like. Mm -hmm. And so like part of that was like feeling like, okay, I need to fulfill these like certain like not obligations, but like markers of like progress. And I remember thinking like, okay, I need to do that um, better or step it up a notch from everyone who's come before me. So sure. there was a lot of pressure. I kind of liked it. Um, but it was definitely a a way to go through things because I could imagine if I was an older child or a middle child that I would have a different reflection mm-hmm. of how things and emotions and energies, if we want to say, are moving throughout the family and the way you're perceived in the social order all the way through school. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine being an only child? Yeah, kind of. Because sort after of. our parents split up, um, I lived just there with sure. Pop B, which is what I call my dad. Um, and so him, a lot of times being gone on the weekends to stay with Spring, which is my stepmom, I was just around by myself a lot yeah. with Wilma, who was our weenie dog, our miniature Dotson, who lived to be over 18 years old. And she was awesome. She was the best um, little dog ever. Yeah, for real. So yeah, I, I have a period of my childhood, which was completely, or not even just childhood, but um, childhood Adult. and maybe like young to mid teenage years where I was definitely part of that structure that I was okay, talking about. That's a good point. But then from 15 to until I went to college, so like three and a half, four years, um, I felt like I was an only child. Yeah. Um, but it was, I knew I wasn't. So, I mean, yeah. I can't say I exactly know what it's like, but I definitely You can kind felt, of imagine. I could imagine what it might have been like. Yeah. So, yeah. It was always an interesting juxtaposition that I've if, had. Because if I've, you had I've kids, actually, would you want to have more, would you want to have more than one? Um, no, probably not. Just or a, wait, wait, sorry. If you had kids, would you like say, I just want to have one kid and be an oh, only no. child? I, would want, I, would, I don't think I would want an only child. Yeah. 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 I'm just curious. I wouldn't be mad if that was the way it happened because <clears throat> that is one way it can happen. Yeah. But if I just completely were to lay out an ideal plan, I would probably, I don't know how many though. So I, yeah. I say like, I want, I don't necessarily want two. I don't necessarily want three, and I definitely know that I don't want like four or five. I think at least, <laughs> but yeah, like so. I mean, I say two. That sounds. I mean, maybe I don't know two, three, um, yeah, or one. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes. I mean, honestly, it's funny because before I had to get people would be like, "Well, we don't care if it's a girl or boy, it's just as long as it's healthy." And I didn't really understand it until you, like you have a baby, and it's like 
no, you're just really thankful that the baby's healthy. Like, you know, so sometimes you just don't know things until you're there. Like you you don't know how you would feel. Um, so knowing what you know now, what, what's something you would tell your younger self? Huh, man, a lot of things depends on what age we're talking about younger too, because I would tell my 16 year old self different things than like my 24 year old. Sure. Um, let's choose maybe one from school years. Okay. And maybe one from adult years. Okay. One from school years. So up and through high school. What can I tell that guy? Um, to eve like, I don't know, to once you're gone away from Union County, don't have to like, you don't have to keep any necessary ties back. But don't be mad if you want to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, did you, and do you mean like, <clears throat> you, did you think like, it's bad if people leave, but if you leave, like, it's also bad if you want to go back or it's weird? Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I kind of just like, I, I think it's important sometimes for people to like leave home. Yeah. That's what um, I was just about to ask you. And I don't know. Like when I left, I didn't realize that I would never go back at least because our parents moved away from there. That's an important contextual clue sure. to all this. So our parents our moved away from there. Our family lives in Myrtle Beach now. It's yeah. like three, four hours from where we grew up. Yeah. So they don't, they're not together, but they married people who that live in the, around the same in the area, same which area. is very just like, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would tell that. Yeah. I don't know. I've always wondered about like what you gained from staying in your home or moving away from your home or moving away and coming back. That was always something that I thought about growing up. And I would probably tell my that self to just go with it more and maybe even allow yourself to move to different places more. Right. Yeah. And as an adult, what I would tell myself now as a younger adult, that's going to be pretty recent, but I would probably say, um, just be more open with your emotions, be more transparent. Mm. Yeah. Don't necessarily try to project perfection because you think someone else needs it. Yeah. I think that's like, great. Just be more open and vulnerable because they probably need that in a more real sense. I think that's huge. Um, you know, I did a, um, it wasn't necessarily about within like in relationships, but it could be because I did a, a presentation on perfectionism and how, well, this was related to your business, like how it holds you back in your business at the summit of slay, my friend, Jamie King's women's like business event in, in Kentucky last August. And it was just interesting to like, I did like two weeks of like just studying and learning about perfectionism and yeah. how it kind of like holds you back from basically everything. Like yeah. it holds you back from like feeling emotions, from loving people, from people loving you, from doing the things you need to do in your business, from taking steps towards the life that you want, from from basically anything. Because it's um scared of flaws, scared of yeah. what people think, scared of failing. Anyway. Yeah. No, in, in any totally sense true. of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And another thing with um, perfectionism, people that are perfectionists are 50% more likely to die younger than people that are more chill and laid back. Damn. Well, that is a big statistic. It, yeah. It's a, I'd have to, I don't word have like to the wise. Don't be a perfectionist. Yeah. Except- I need to do, um, I had the, the presentation recorded. I don't know how good quality it is, but anyway, 
I'm going to do it again because I love the topic and I, I want to, anyway, it's very interesting. So, but you, so you and I are really close. Like how, how do you feel when you see siblings that aren't really close? Because you and I have like a good connection. Yeah. We don't talk all the time yeah. because life. Because life. Um, siblings that aren't really close. Um, I genuinely, I just wish they were closer. I mean, you know, and not even a, not in an opining sense. I don't, again, expect perfection from everybody. Sure, because sometimes you and, just can't. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that at some point that you just want to be close with the people that you are close with. Your connect, like yeah. your connection, like your genetics. Like, yeah. Because there is something. Yeah. I mean, that there. is a connection that's real, that isn't fake. And at least, I mean, in some sense, it's very, the most realist thing you could have. And so I think there's at least some like kind of intrinsic value in at least maintaining some sort of like openness and closeness in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you can just learn, you can just learn a lot about yourself and your history and well, you actually moving together. forward your future. Like yeah. even people, well, even people that are like in your family, but aren't, maybe you didn't grow up in the same household. Like I still think you can just learn a lot about yourself by looking at the people in your bloodline and looking at your history. Oh, for and sure. So it's it's interesting when, when I see people that aren't again, it's also okay, like you said. I mean, not every it's a there's human, no rule book. <laughs> yeah, the human animal goes a multitude of different ways. I mean, that's one of the things that I think we have to learn. I mean, we want all the answers and we can find a lot of them, but if we can't, sometimes we just have to move yeah. forward. Yeah. So I had one question, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What do you wish for me in my future? Well, just happiness and to be a good mom to Lily and be fulfilled in that. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, for sure. She's an amazing little Lily goat. Yeah, she is. Yeah. It's very interesting to see a child given that I was the youngest. That's a different thing. Cause I, even you, you at least have a memory of me being like Lily in some way. I mean, you were young, but you still have a memory of it. Like I don't, you don't cause it yeah. was you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a lot and we didn't, at least when I was younger and super close with have any like cousins that were being born that we were around no, like you- raising. I mean, we had some younger cousins, but they weren't like around us all the time. So it wasn't like I ever got used to being around right. a little human. Yeah. So for me, Lily's like the first little human that I've really interacted in the, with. Yeah, totally. Yeah, in, in well, in the family, I've interacted with little kids before, but like wrestling practices and stuff, they're usually still, honestly, still about at least four. So Lily really is like, except for a couple of my friends who just had kids, but I haven't really deeply interacted with them. Right. Lily's definitely the first. Yeah. She's a funny little thing. Yeah. It's very interesting because a lot of people say her and I favor, even though she doesn't look like a middle-aged guy yet. <laughs> But there's something about her face. Like everybody says it like she looks oh, just like Austin. Says it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So Even I get, Alex will be like, she's making an Austin face yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. I've got like a little glimpse yeah. into seeing what it might be like for me to be a, a parent looking at like a, uh, you know, a child that favors me. Totally. That's a, obviously. A, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Seeing your actual reflection. Wow. Uh, so. Yeah. It's, it was, it's totally crazy for me too. Cause I'm like, whoa, sometimes I'm like, well, you look just like my pictures of me as a baby that I remember looking at. Oh, yeah. Not all the time, because I think she, I see Shane in her, too. Yeah. Just depending. It, it, but I, I sometimes I'm like, whoa, that's just so, it's just wild. It just yeah. makes you reflect on everything. Like, 
Holy shit. This is crazy. But I'm so, so glad we got to do the podcast. I'm good. I just have to like adjust yourself. Yeah, I just gotta adjust. We've been kind of leaning over here yeah. on the microphone. We're here in we Alex's gotta, office. Yeah, we got a makeshift setup going on right now. We do yeah. have a badass microphone, but we, we do, do have a bit of a this microphone definitely is badass. So here's the thing. If you guys think Austin should start a podcast or a blog about juicing or about, I don't know, why do I, philosophy. I think juicing would be very tangible or or both of them put together because they are connected. Yeah, they are. Send Austin a DM on Instagram. Or um, you can Venmo Austin (laughs) hyphen Hagler on Venmo. Yeah, right. Or the Cash App. <laughs> or the Cash App. <laughs> like I also a, accept Bitcoin. Like <laughs> I do think it's going to blow up at some point. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, yes, but seriously, send Austin a DM on Instagram. And his Instagram is at Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, Hagler, H-A-I-G-L-E-R. I'll put it in the show notes. But message him if you think he should start another health revolution yeah, for us. Because everything he's done has impacted me. And I think he should... Well, I shouldn't say I think you should because you can do what you want, but it would be an interesting thought. There would be to... some interesting topics covered. Yes. Uh, slide up in my DMs, <laughs> send me something. And uh, he has great you... nature photos on his Instagram. Yeah, I do have some good nature photos, but if you start from the beginning and come to the present, there's definitely a story there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, love you. See you on the next episode. Bye. All right, y'all. Bye. Thank you.